Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. And my pain will rain from upfield to sidelines. Thank God it's two days, because two days will always be better on Sundays, because Mondays are my suicide days. We practiced that a fuck ton. Yeah, you can tell. A, but for now, nice. welcome back to Fuck You. We, we like the Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting across from me, as always, Lloyd Johnson. Hello. How are you, Lloyd? Doing good, doing good. Nah, it's just hanging around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said you got your, uh, you said you got your teethy fixed yesterday. I uh, started to today. <clears throat> yeah. uh, it's gonna be a process. My gum swelled because of medication, and it's gonna be a whole like I'm gonna, the lasers and shit are gonna get involved, and Ugh. it's gonna be fun. Yeah, dude. So, what, uh, do you want to go into what the issue was? Because I, I, I have a whole fucking issue with my teeth. Oh, my, I mean, that was the issue. Yeah, medicine made my gum swell. Yeah. And <clears throat> dude, so. I got, I had a dentist appointment yesterday because this isn't as boring as it sounds, listeners, because uh, we're a minute in. We're talking about teeth. Uh, so when I was nine, I played so I played tennis growing up, and um, a kid. We know. Hey, Alex. And why is that, Lloyd? <sighs> you are so fucking white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we hadn't done and that. to prove my fucking point. <laughs> Uh, but, um, so I was playing tennis. I mean, my dad coached for a while, so it's just like automatic. Like, you're going to play tennis. I'm like, yeah, all right. He's like, I fix the court. I teach the kids. Yeah. Uh, he actually just taught the old ladies for a while. Whatever. That was his clientele. But. That was neat, even fucking senior citizen tennis boon. <laughs> That's how he met his second wife. Anyway, <laughs> it really is. Uh, <laughs> well, good to know. Uh, nah, man. Uh, so what happened was I was playing and this kid that my, my old buddy Timmy from like forever ago, he hit the nastiest slice I've ever seen. Like it was a lob and it bounced backwards. The word nasty. It just, it doesn't work. Are you using, yeah, I was going to say, are these tennis catch words? Sure. But also, what's your name? We forgot to introduce you. I know. I was going to call you both out on it. Like, oh, so we're just not going to say the other person's name? The other person. I was literally looking at him like, oh, we're going to write to that I felt so bad. You dick. Now you tell him who I am. This is Breezy Lee, everybody. Dear friend of the pod. Hello. Sorry, I was talking. Sorry I didn't introduce you. I just wanted to talk to the listeners about my mouth. And his mouth. 
Apparently, you know more about that. I, you know more <laughs> about that than I do. Moving but, along. So what happened? Strong disappointed face. Yeah, uh, I tend to disappoint a lot of people, but that's okay. So anyway, that's uh, why we have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we have a podcast. Um, so what happened was like I was playing tennis and, and my old buddy Timmy hit a lob that just like sliced. It got to the point where it sliced and it just bounced backwards, just completely sliced backwards. And I tried to swing at it. I missed, but the rim of my racket came around and I hit myself square in the tooth and it just chipped in half. I was like, I want to say I was nine years old when this happened. And I just, just like, I was holding the other half of my tooth in my hand. I'm just like, I'm so horrified. I mean, I imagine it's hard to like, Navigate something like a tennis racket with giant weird fucking hands. <laughs> it's like my nine-year-old fucking. He's like the grip's not long enough, Dad. <laughs> no, it was just like, like that's an extra large. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I just wasn't used to a ball bouncing backwards when it bounces forwards. But now he's way more comfortable with uh, balls and how they bounce. Me too, Alex. Me too. <laughs> All right. White people high five. I know. <laughs> hey, that better. one was better. You got to look at the elbow. The beat up special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I, do you know I refused a high five for years of my life? <laughs> because you're just like, this is so fucking stupid. Yeah, I, no, I watched two like 40 something year old dudes in like new balances and shorts. Like <laughs> high five and it just missed badly. <laughs> <laughs> and they tried again, and it missed badly. And I was like, I'll ne- I don't ever want to be that. I, I, don't, I don't care how. Yeah, I have a kid, but I'm not that kind of dad. I'm never going to be that dad. You're never going to be like the, yeah, my kid's so cool. No, my kid is pretty cool. No, but she rules. And I only say that so she won't beat the shit out of me. Doesn't matter that, yeah. It was just that, like, I don't ever want to be seen as, like, that guy. Like, yeah. That gross, white, like... I felt like they're as soon as their hands clinked together, it was like homeowners association. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you follow? Um, you're on Instagram. Are you on Instagram much? Not much. I'm not on any of it much. Like, uh, are you a grand person much? I like Instagram, dude. Numbers. One of my favorite accounts is called Middle Class Fancy. I follow Middle Class it's Fancy. So it good. is so good. It oh parodies the whitest of the, the whitest. White. It's so good. Oh man, they showed the one. It was like ah fuck, I forget what concert it was, but like the dude had like he was asking everyone questions that was walking by him, like <laughs> based on what they were wearing, you know. He was like, I think some, something did get mentioned about tennis, actually. <laughs> of course. Probably like n- white New Balance shoes. Yeah, probably. And like just, yeah, I, I love middle class fancy. It's though. so, it's just like parodies white people just like. Ranch. So yeah. Like ranch dress. It so sounds good. like it would bum me out, so I'm just <laughs> not following <laughs> It's so, it's one of those things, it's like it's so bad, it's good. Yeah, it's exactly. Just like, it parodies middle class <laughs> white, co- like. Right, but there's so much stuff on there that's good because it's good. Like, look at that Russian, bro. Every time. Really? Do you not follow them? No. That's one of the, the most fun ones I follow. <laughs> uh, uh, nature is metal. Like, there's a bunch of them. Oh, I follow Oh, that's that like one. a subreddit or something like that. Well, yeah, or that sounds like it would be a subreddit. <clears throat> it's also a page. There's a, there's a handful of them like that. Like, 
uh, nature's metal, nature's fucking brutal. Na- nature is fucking awesome. Or, or, or nature is fucking <clears throat> lit or something like that. No, well, maybe. But the ones I follow are... Uh, there's like a... Uh, one of my favorite things I've ever seen on there is there's like a picture of a, a beaver that was chewing through a tree and the tree fell the wrong way and crushed <laughs> its skull. So it's just like the skull and like part of the spine and back legs and shit. I was like... That's fucking metal. And it's like, nature is metal. I think that's the one I'm fo- Oh. <clears throat> it's like the old family guy cut away. Damn, nature, you scary. Damn, nature, you scary. Yeah, that was yeah. a common theme in the commissary <laughs> at the zoo. Uh, <clears throat> Look at that time, bitch, go. But yeah, if you've never seen Look at That Russian, dude, it's, it's all of the weirdest shit from Russia, which is, I mean, they're real good at making weird shit. <laughs> Like, there was one where, like, uh, there was a kid wrestling a small teddy bear, or a sm- wrestling a small bear. Go on. <clears throat> and then it cuts it- to him wrestling, like, a teddy bear inside, and then it cuts back to him wrestling the tiny bear that bites into his arm. Oh, this fucking rules. Yeah, it's... <clears throat> whoever whoever matched together, which I'm assuming is one of the parents, was like, oh, he's out here wrestling with the bear. Oh, look at him, he's wrestling with the teddy bear. Cut back to... <clears throat> like. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love that. Dude, I'll have to follow that. <clears throat> yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. Um, nah, my phone almost fell because it's got my burns on it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they fixed my teeth. And so, um, so back to the tooth. I think so we're talking about new caps. Yeah, I got caps because um, they tried to fix my tooth for twenty years. They tried to like put like, my first. Uh, I remember the first time they tried to fix it. I, I was I forget. I was like ten, and they're like. My, I remember my dentist, he's like, we're going to try dental super glue, which is like a step above duct tape. No, I mean, it's 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 pretty intense, but it doesn't, it's, if there's not yeah. enough surface area, then it just isn't going to work. It was just a child's adult <clears throat> tooth, so yeah, it just I, didn't I've done, work at all. I've had, I was a kickboxer for a long time. Yes. And I'm not sure if you know this about kickboxers, but they, we get hit in the face a lot. A lot. So I've had a lot of tooth problems. Like literally when they were taking the x-rays at this place. It's I'm like a hockey out, player. They were like, what have you, like the one lady, like, I'm pretty sure she's like on the spectrum. Like, she's just looking at me. She's like, what have you done to your face? And it was this very like metered way of speaking where I'm like, huh? And she's like, what have you done to your face? And I was like, uh, I don't, she's like, all of your teeth have damage. Like, uh, it seems like you've been in a lot of car accidents. Are you a driver? And I was like, <laughs> well, no. yeah, I mean, yeah, most people are drivers. <clears throat> I think she meant like. Are you a, like? Are you a race car driver? Yeah, yeah. I think she thought like car accidents. Yeah. And I was like, no, I was a kickboxer for years. I, she's like, well, you're missing your this and this. I was like, yeah. She's like, well, why are there teeth there? And I said, well, I had a second set of wisdom teeth. And she goes, oh. <laughs> but what did you do to the rest of them? <laughs> Which was such a great question. I was like, I, I've been punched and kicked a lot. I don't know. She's like, have you had a lot of dental work done? I was like, probably. <laughs> I get uh, what, what what's a lot. She's like, well, it looks like the two front ones have bonded pieces and this and this. And she just goes down the list of like, there's cracks in this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. I was like, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that like I, there's like specific uh, names for the teeth, and I don't know fucking any of them. They're all numbered from yeah. One there's like one to thirty-two. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like the ones I've had fixed are number and eight and number nine. Distal, lingual. Yeah. Oh, okay. And. So like what happened was like th- my doctor my, my my doctor my dentist was like grinding like my teeth down and I was just like we were at the halfway point so I was just like I'll take a look and I didn't realize that my tooth it was just like completely grind ground down into like a smaller tooth 
I have a picture of this breezy. I'll happily show you after the podcast. Man, you heard some of my jokes tonight. I already have had my own teeth problems. <laughs> uh, so like they scraping isn't a problem. <laughs> so, I mean, like they ground them down, and I'm just like, wait, what the hell is going on here? And it's like, oh, they're putting the cap on. So I'm just like, okay, this makes sense. So they, they literally like 3D printed a tooth, basically. <clears throat> yeah. And they just put them on and. Ah, now I can smile better. Yeah, yeah. On, my, uh, on my dental x-rays, you can see the uh, fracture in my orbital from where my brother hit me in the face with a hammer when I was a kid. Ooh! And, wait, uh, wait, you're Paul Pelosi? <laughs> no, but... <laughs> no, like it's, I uh, thought it was funny. So this one that's... <laughs> yes. Recessed real far? Yeah. That's been that way since I was a kid, because uh, I got a fracture right there above it. <clears throat> and it was soft enough on the gums and stuff that it kind of started to slide back. Okay. It's just gotten worse and worse over the years. Ooh. So eventually they want to pull that and then put a fake, like a stem with a fake tooth on it. And they're like, there's nothing we can do to move that back into place. It's too far yeah. gone. I was like, all right. It's just like, that's so grim when it's just like, it's your mouth and you'll have it for the rest of your life. And like, like, when my dentist tried everything, like, they tried, like, fillings out the ass, and it's just, like, they kept chipping, so I just felt, it was like, you know what, fuck it, we're just going to try the cap, and it doesn't feel different from a your normal tooth. Your dentist should not be doing anything out of your ass. He said out of your ass, too. I was, yeah. like, fillings out of the ass or in the ass. I mean, they can try. I'm pretty sure that's not how the dentist chair works. Uh, you don't know much about dentists, my friend. Say, once, they you, <laughs> once they put you out with gas. There's been so many dentists <laughs> that have gotten in trouble for violating people while they've been under. Horrible yeah, they need bosses. to go to a better dentist. Hello? Dude, it's or, a thing. <laughs> or a worse one. <laughs> I, I think is maybe how you should have said that. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do they do? They wait till you're unconscious and then stick things Dude, in you. Dude, yeah, look this shit up, bro. Like, I, so many people. Okay, so it's like, I feel like I have to do this when it's like 2 in the morning, because that's when uh, I go down my, that's when I go down my weirdest rabbit holes. Oh, man, it's He's a like, hole, all right. Like, is this on Pornhub? <laughs> you know damn well it is. No, 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 2 a.m. <laughs> is when it's like X videos time. <laughs> <laughs> we don't miss. <laughs> All right, look at Lloyd's face. <laughs> Make your disappointment. Oh, there's too many high fives. <laughs> All right, well, cool. You guys have to. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be a part of this. <laughs> yes, you can, Lloyd. Just, uh, morally, I guess. <laughs> you know, um. <coughs> All right, so weird, hard segue, but you know what? What uh, else I can't be really a part of? Right you know what now? else was a kick in the teeth? <laughs> you know that you know fun fact kicking the teeth is a Papa Roach song? Is it? I don't It is. I don't I'm not sure you know what fun facts are. <laughs> <laughs> Say what you want, take your shot. Set me free with one more kick in the teeth. Dude, I stopped listening to Papa Roach after the album that had scars on it. Uh Getting Away with Murder. There you go. I know my Papa getting Roach. Getting away with murder. I feel it rush. <laughs> I stopped listening to Papa Roach when I heard the name Papa Roach. Yeah. Oh man, last resort. So here's some. I, I was I was an angry teenager, but not that kind. <laughs> I was the kind that went out and did things about my anger, not the ones who sat in my room. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I was more afraid of my my father. 
<laughs> oh no, I was terrified of my father. I didn't do shit to my father. I went out and fought random people so that I didn't have to fight my dad. My daddy didn't let me out. But uh, yeah, mine. Uh, I tried to fight him once. I woke up three hours later in my bed with my friend Andy and Jeremy tapping me on the chest like, "You all right, man?" <laughs> <laughs> this giant, the big giant bruise on one side of my face, giant bruise on the other side of my face because he hit me and then I hit the coffee table. Oh. And then, you know, when I was unconscious from concussion, he threw me in my bed like, oh, I probably just need to sleep it off. <laughs> you know, like you do. Yep. <clears throat> no, what you need to do is you need to watch MacGruber after your concussion. That movie that didn't come out for fucking ever. Well, I mean, but he actually had to watch it in sign language. That that was admittedly. Was Tua after that hit where he was. He watched MacGruber on the flight on the way home. Yes, he did. You know who I feel like also should have watched MacGruber on the flight home? The Bengals. God damn it. That was a rough game. Oof. What the fuck happened last week? One of just like, it was a game that just felt like, why am I watching this? It was punishment. It felt like punishment. I literally turned like the last, like, once it was down like four minutes in the fourth quarter, I was like, "I'm done. I'm I'm out." It was so like the uh, so the big stat for the Bengals how they've impressed people the second half this year. They literally have allowed no touchdowns in the second half. Yeah. And I was watching the game with as my everyone na- stated right before they scored a touchdown. I was, so I was talking. I was watching the game with my, with my neighbor Dale, who lives like up the hill from me. And goddamn fucking Bengals! Where the Bengals Hey, it's cool, dude. But I was just like, dude, they're speaking that into existence right now. They're speaking that into existence. That's why she might have used the exact same wording. (laughs) (laughs) And they fucking did. And it's just like, Jacoby Brissett to Amari goddamn Cooper of all people. I I was bummed out by a lot of the play, play calling throughout on both sides. You did. So you did mention this because like you said that the Bengals, like they... They like made play calls that made it seem like they were scared. Yeah. So uh, after the first quarter, no pass. They they didn't. They weren't playing deep with the safeties at all. They were loading everyone within ten yards, fifteen yards tops. It's like because they were trying to like. It seemed like they were trying to defend for Nick Chubb so hard. No, no, no. I'm talking about like the the Browns. They didn't have to play safeties deep at all because they knew there's no passes that are designed beyond like they literally do everything. In like the ten yard. Oh, range. the Browns. Okay. It's like uh, the Bengals. Had, it was all designed for like those quick pass screens, bubbles, and you know, quick outs. There were no other than like the free play. There were no shots downfield. Like like T had a touchdown like that was downfield, but other than that, ish. But yeah, I mean, that was more of a like he saw blown coverage, changed his read, and went to that. That's not the designed play that was there. The designed yeah. play there was clearly the Tyler Boyd cross route. Yes. Who he was also free, but T had managed to. <clears throat> so other than when like Joe called it to himself, there were no long pass plays called. It was all. It was all. You know, ten yard. What? It's like the the. I feel like the coaches went, "Oh, Chase isn't here." Fucking panic. Yeah, because like Chase is the one that excels at the the quick out route and the yaks. Right, but also like, you know, they went to Hurst a couple of times and it worked fine. It was what is fine. It was good. 
Let him be the slot guy. Let him fill in that role. We weren't needing him to pick up every blitz or every rush that happened towards Spurrow. We, we didn't need that. They're playing all of these big body packages, extra person in to, to pick up the blitz blah, blah, for the whole game. At times, yes, that was called for. They were blitzing, or they were at least you know bringing four or five pressure. Yeah. And they're not, they're not just bringing four or five guys in. They're bringing four or five guys in when one of those guys happens to be Miles goddamn Garrett. Right, but there's times he had a good clean four or five, six seconds in the fucking pocket that only developed into a 10-yard pass. Yeah. Because there was no one even going downfield. Everyone was in... The twenty yard range tops. <laughs> like I'm dying. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do that. Because it seems like Burrow has made that kind of his comfort zone. Yeah. Well, no. That's every quarterback's check down spot. Yeah. Yeah. And he just ha- he's good at it. He's good at the fast release. He's good at the you know what you want out of a quarterback to do in those positions. Like Dalton that's was fine. good at that. But you have to. You still have to have at least pretend like there's going to be a deep threat. Yeah. Because, like I said, after the first quarter or so, I, I didn't see the Browns line up more than, like, 10, 15 yards off. There was no, like, two deep safeties. It was, you know, press coverage all across. And then you it, when you have that press from the two safeties back, all the zone shit in between makes it real easy because everyone's got help. Yeah. And it seemed like the like it seemed like the Bengals didn't even adjust to the painfully obvious coverage that the Browns were doing. No, they didn't. Uh, this is one of the most like uh, the most upsetting thing was after halftime, and they came out and did the exact same shit <laughs> on both sides of the ball. Like you can ask her, I was losing my fucking mind, being like, "Here's what's about to happen." No, How he often was, was I wrong? Like, well, they kept running the same exact play. Like it was noticeable. It was like like uh. I don't even pay attention like he pays attention and i'm like they, they they keep doing the same same thing and it looks like burrow was definitely hesitant to take his chances when he could have obviously ran he could have done his joe burrow shit and taken off and i'm like what is he doing well they were going with all those rpo plays yep and they weren't doing a whole lot of play action because mixon wasn't running well he, he had literally had eight rushes for 27 yards yeah it was <clears throat> But every time they rushed him, it was like, hey, fuck So all the RPO stuff, they're like, oh, this is a short pass. And it, it debate, I mean, I literally started figuring out call signals in the middle of the game where I'm like, oh, he just called that. So this is going to be a left side run. Tony, yeah. Tony Romo looking ass. I shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. I'm, a fan, <laughs> I'm a fan sitting at home. Well, seriously, that's what we were talking about. I was like, if you can figure that out sitting right here, Aren't there people up in the like you know? Yeah, that are sitting there watching, or just a guy on the other side of the field with the green dot on his fucking helmet. <laughs> <laughs> if I can pick it up and know the call signs when I know the counts. Yeah, they, they were using this abbreviated snap count thing that it wasn't fooling anyone. It didn't all the way through. It. So you are literally describing what happens. When a system offense gets figured out. Uh, well, no. Nah, In my opinion. But apparently nah. not from the from our team. Nah. Like, well, I mean, nah, 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 Yeah. The Browns defense could have been figuring it out. But usually there's halftime adjustments. There's things that change. There's, oh, hey, this play is not working. <laughs> 
which uh, almost all of the runs, if you look, I, I could tell you which side, which gap they were hitting based on the word he was using in the snap count. That's not what their normal snap counts are. So I feel like that all of the coaches like huddled together and went, oh, shit, Jamar isn't here. What do we do? And just like dumbed everything down and made, I don't know, a, a fucking eight-play call sheet. It was like a grade school offense, essentially. It, it was – I was getting mad about how correct I was on the calls. And I – Tell, feel free to call me out if I'm lying at all. <laughs> no, it, it was for real. By the end of the real. second quarter, I'm real. calling exactly what everything is, where it's going, who it's going to. And I'm like, if I can do that at home, whoever their Mike linebacker is can do that on the field. Because, like, I mean, like, you have, you've watched extensive film of the Bengals by watching <clears throat> the Bengals. But this is a guy who, like, fucking know, like, we're talking about, like, a linebacker or, like, a defensive lineman who knows how to study film. Right. Well, at this point, you don't even need to study film. When they dumb it down that much, you just have to know how plays are called. Yeah. It's like I know it at like a high school level. And it seemed like the Bengals were operating at a high school level. But I was, uh, again, feel free to call me out if I'm wrong. I was right so many more times than I was wrong. There's two or three plays where I was like, oh, shit, got that one wrong. Just couldn't see how the same shit just kept <clears throat> happening. Like, I don't even, like I said, like, I knew. Like, oh, yep, it's going that way. It's going Boyd, that yeah. way again. It's going Boyd's, that way again. Boyd's on a comeback. Like. It wasn't hard. He'd say, CB10. Oh, my God. It's like literally like Aaron. Comeback at 10. CB10. That is grade school play calling. That's and it like because like Aaron Rodgers yells green 18 fucking literally every single huddle or like every single play regardless of what it is. It's like the Bengals aren't even fucking hiding it. No, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. That was, it was very frustrating to watch the game. It was uh, it seems like all of the coaching staff knows they're a small market team. Yep. Wants to look like they're doing the right thing on Monday Night Football. Because everyone, everyone on the coaching staff knows, one, the Bengals are constantly picked over for coaching staff because they're good at recruiting coaches. Yeah. <clears throat> and everyone wants out once they're here because you want to be seen on a bigger market. You know yep. I mean, you can be an offensive coordinator in fucking Carolina or you can be an offensive coordinator in Philly. Yeah. Philly's where all the, you know. You can either you can either lead fucking PJ Walker, who's admittedly not terrible, or you can lead Jalen Hurts. Not terrible in the XFL. Let's calm down. The what? So he's not terrible in the XFL. Let's calm down. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm literally judging he had him. A off, good game. He, I am judging him off of one throw he made last week. Which did you see that throw? Yeah. Holy dick! That was one of the best <clears throat> throws I've seen in a long time. Hey, uh, Garner Minshew made a throw like that. Kyler Murray kind of had a throw like that. I'm just saying, like, if you think back, remember when Garner met you there, everybody was like, oh, fuck, he's the truth for that 71 yard. Well, it's, well, Gardner. Go? I mean, Gardner Minshew was just a flash in the pan, and now he's a backup. Right. He was just fun. My phone keeps fucking falling, but that's okay. <laughs> but he was just a flash in the pan. It's just everyone liked him because he had a fucking mustache and he was fucking, fucking Uncle Rick. Mike White had a game that Hall of Fame level shit. Do we have to remind Shubes of the Mike White game? 
<clears throat> I'm making a point here. You are making a point. You're not wrong. You're judging PJ off of one game. All right. So okay. So we're we're literally going from it's like so back to our overall point. Here. All right. Yeah. It's like we're literally going from like an a guy who was good in the XFL to a guy who did Jalen Hurts win the Heisman? I have no idea. I don't remember. But he was really a star quarterback at two colleges, and now is a very very quality NFL quarterback. Yes. Who just won tonight? So against the yeah, Texans. Yeah, yeah I mean, but yeah, I mean that is uh, that's <laughs> developed. It's taken us time to get there, and it's uh, it's gelled in a way that no one expected. Yes, you know it's what they hoped out of fucking uh, Sam Tarnold and uh, name the guy in the past few years that what they've hoped will happen. Like in Carolina, like with Baker Mayfield and PJ Walker and Cam Newton. Yeah, it's just. I mean, it's bleak down there. It's bleak up here, too, because especially since, like, when they were going to get at, and I'm surprised it took us this long, Chidobi Awuze is out for the year. Yeah. That uh, hurts. That hurts a yeah, lot. Yeah, once he got hurt, I wasn't ups- as upset with a defensive play calling until he left. Yeah. And then it became, again, grade school. We're going to call these eight styles, This these eight things. to ju- When they were loading the box, everyone knew they were loading the box. Yep. So you're you're giving Brissett just you're giving all the information he needs before the snap happens. <clears throat> so all of a sudden he's looking down. And he goes, "Oh, okay. There's five in the box. They're rushing and blitzing. I'll do a check down. Oh, there's only three in the box stepping forward with the one cornerback pretending like he's gonna. Yep. They're gonna rush three and dig it. I'll just check down and we'll." Or he'd switch it to a, you know, a handoff to Chubb, who gets 7 to 12 yards every fucking run. Cause, he's unbelievable. <clears throat> Dude, yeah, that was he's, crazy. He's really good, but also, you can't just rush three with... I don't care which one of their running backs is in. There's no rush three. There's That's not a thing you do with a team like that. that that's like <sighs> when uh, Adrian Peterson was on the Vikings. That, the joke was everyone had to keep five up front. Yep. Nick Chubb is that good. Yeah, he is like the way Nick Chubb runs is infuriating when you're playing him because the dude never stops. That dude has a motor that's insane. Right. He's Derrick Henry without such a good line. Like I think yeah, there's dude. I think they're comparable players. I just think Derrick Henry's had a better line. They're the two <sighs> best power backs in the NFL. But uh, what's the, the, the second Browns back? Uh, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, Kareem Hunt. He's the number one running back on any other team. Yeah, on most teams. Yeah, I mean, other and, than the Titans and the 49ers right now. It, well, Hunt wasn't traded at the deadline, and they're just like, give us a fourth-round pick, and he's fucking yours. The fact that the Bengals didn't take that, him knowing their offense, yeah. offering up a fourth-round fucking pick for a guy who – in practice, he runs against his own fucking first squad. Which is Miles Garrett. Yeah, that's like he he's a problem for their first team defense when he plays second string shit. Well, because what happened? Well, because you know what happened with Hunt? Like he was like a great running back in Kansas City. Then he had some legal shit happen, <sighs> and then and then some more legal shit happened. <laughs> yeah, and then a lot of legal shit happened. And then some baby mama shit happened. <laughs> yeah, and then some mildly racist shit happened. <laughs> And then he just like 
he's just like fighting for his NFL life. And now because he's a stud and he's fighting for his life, he's now a part of the best running back tandem in the NFL. Right. But uh, let's not forget Joe Mixon punched a white girl on video. Yes. I mean, granted, she did call him the N-word and spit at him. If I was him, probably would have done the same. I'll say that. Yes. But we were fine drafting him. Yeah. But they're like, ah, we're not going to take Kareem Hunt. You know, he's... Really? <laughs> we're uh, we're going back to uh, Mr. 2.8 average. Uh, it was literally the point where... I remember the week before the Ravens game. I, I've said the stat before, but I'll say it again. He had two fewer carries than Saquon Barkley, and Barkley had over double the yards. Yeah, yeah. I'm like... We're going to take Mr. Punches a White Girl in the face and gets 2.3 yards of carry uh, and and over guy who's been producing just as good as, as the number one back on his team. We're, gonna, we're just going to just fucking skip over that, right? No? All right. It's, Knows the offense? No. Why would you trade for him? It's like, so I was going to say this earlier, like, I watched the Bengals operate the same way on offense that they operated on defense. They were basically like, our best player is gone. What the fuck do we do? The 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 defense was almost more egregious than the offense. Yeah, I mean, because the offense like kind of got it together. Like they got like garbage time points. Well, not even that, but like just the play calling and and the the schemes that were working. Yeah, the offense almost had a broader scope than the defense did for the last half of the game. Like, after uh, Awuzie went out, it was literally, it was all weird. It wasn't even, like, normal zone coverage. It was almost, like, zone, and then this guy has the bigger part of the zone because there's a new guy over here. Like, where Britt was in, they were, like, almost giving uh, Eli Moore of an air, a zone to cover. Ugh. It was hard to, like, it was weird to watch. Like, it just, it didn't, no one was lining up in a way where I'm like, that's not weird. <laughs> it's like well, it's one of those like everything's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. But again, you can ask her. I'm like, well, this will be a throw to the right side of the field. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. were plays, especially on deep, where it's like I watched Jacoby Reset throw to, I believe it was Cooper, who was open by ten yards. Uh, there's one where Amari Cooper, uh, the safety didn't even adjust to pick him up. Because he was doing the middle zone thing instead of just like a, not half the field, but like that middle zone spy area shit that they do with like the Ravens a lot and all that. <clears throat> and again, I I think they were just trying to keep Britt safe from having <coughs> to cover a big area and just no one picked him up when he ran by. Yeah. It wasn't that he was open by 10 or 15 yards. It was he was not covered. Yep. At all. Yeah, and just like it's like the defense completely forgot about it. I'm gonna say I don't, I don't know how you assign shit on a defense to that level, but I'm pretty sure you go, hey, the WR one, let's at least have one person. <laughs> I don't care what else you're doing, at least pay attention to that guy. It's like the way the Bengals. It's like the way someone. It's like because like it's either Chubb's like someone's got to have an eye on Chubb at all times, but. And someone also has to have an eye on Amari Cooper at all times. They were making Donovan Peoples-Jones look like a great receiver. He's a decent receiver, but he shouldn't look like a fucking... I said great. 
Yes. <laughs> he shouldn't look like goddamn Jalen Waddle out there. <clears throat> I think DPJ, whatever his fucking... DPJ? Shit, whatever. <clears throat> Double penetration junkie, whatever he is. Uh, yep. I'm. I, he shouldn't look that good, ever. It's just, there was so much shit that was bleak about this game. It makes you wonder... I mean, like, I mean, we were literally in the Super Bowl last year, which still feels like it never fucking happened. And it makes you wonder, like, is this team and like because we would like like criticize people who are like, what? We're a playoff team. What the fuck are you talking about? But now with like Jamar being out for a while, who knows how long he's out? It could be four weeks. It could be six. Who knows? But now with Jadobi Awuzie out for the year, it's like so the the. Where the Bengals went right last year was good injury luck. Nobody big got hurt. And now you're starting to have that injury bug. Jamar Chase is out. Shobi Awuzie is out. Logan Wilson's out for a little bit. What are you trying to say? So this is what I'll say. This is a team that's not used to succeeding. They don't understand things like if something like that happens, you trade to get somebody in. Yep. Even if they don't pan out that great – it shows you did something. Yes. The team believes you did something. You're trying to address this issue. Trade deadline hit and <laughs> they're all pulling, pouring shitty spaghetti on chili or I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they were doing. I don't, whatever. It's like even Aaron Rodgers was saying it. Like he was, he literally has nailed himself to Pat McAfee's mic stand at this point. And he was even apparently he was like, I'm just waiting for something to happen. And then also, his, have you ever watched any of those? Any of what? The Pat McAfee was not hugely, but I am absolutely certain Pat McAfee does not like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Really? I don't, I don't think he likes him at all. Really? Like you see, uh, like uh, there's one where he had like highlights of Burrow, and he's talking to like different people. On t- they actually had Burrow on one, but like when he's talking to him, there's times where he's been like. Uh, Kyler Murray's been on, but there's just a way he talks to people. When Aaron Rodgers is on, it's like, <clears throat> yeah, we're gonna ask Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he like looks away and trails off when he's talking to him. We're gonna ask Aaron Rodgers. I don't know some fucking bullshit. Whatever, state for him. I'm sure. <laughs> like, it, I don't think he likes him. That's uh, I think he knows what gets ratings for a podcast, but yeah, my guess is he does not like him. I wouldn't that wouldn't shock me because it seems like Aaron Rodgers is also like kind of an unlikable person. Well, McAfee's also like a <laughs> science guy. Kind of like, yeah, I mean, like I like I, I like McAfee. I do. Too. He's a funny dude. Uh, He's a funny dude. He knows his <clears throat> shit. But yeah, I think like his. Like a uh, science and I don't know, realistic type brain just couldn't deal with like the Aaron Rodgers anti-vax nonsense, whatever. He, no, he was immunized. I'm just. <laughs> you broke him. You broke him. He's frozen now. I'm going to let you guys talk for a minute. I'm sorry. You know what stat you missed, though? What did I miss? Joe Burrow has not beat the Browns. He hasn't. Ever. No. Never. The Browns have had our number. For some I have reason, Burrow's number. What's that's up? That's his favorite team. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that's his favorite team. Uh huh. That's literally he. That was quoted in an article saying he's been rooting for the Browns since he was a child. I know. 
he was seen buying a Miles Garrett jersey. I know. Right? I mean, he also, there. you remember that old picture of him in the LeBron jersey when it's like super fucking tight and shit? Yeah. Also, I, I'm just kidding. I don't think that he's throwing the games because it's a problem. No. But maybe he's not trying his absolute best. I don't know. Like, I no, mean, or it could some just part be. Like that and it's, unintentional, like, drawback yeah. thing. But And it's not like we're playing close games against the Browns. Like, they've walloped us. Yeah, it's what we did to the Ravens last year when the Browns lost to the Ravens. I mean, uh, embarrassingly. The Ravens lost us embarrassingly. And you're like, but we lost the Browns both time. And the the... The kickers were just... Oh, McPherson uh, had the fucking yips this dude, game. Well, and it seems like I saw more blocked field goal attempts this game than I've seen in it was a few sl- games. It was a sloppy game where the Browns just happened to get it together <clears throat> at yeah. the right time. Because, like, honestly, every time, you know, we took back possession from both interceptions that they got from us. Like, it was shortly after. It was two, like, almost pretty close back to back like because i every time someone takes a ball from us i'm like get it back take it back right now yep seemed well, like the it one happened. Was an one was a fumble, but yeah, yeah but it seemed like it happened pretty fast though <clears throat> yeah well they weren't too far apart but yeah I, I have a theory about mcpherson i think when things are going right he's unflappable yep I think you could ice him with all three of your fucking timeouts, and it's not going to matter. <clears throat> when everyone else is upset, and I think this is just him being young, when everyone else around him is I upset, agree. I think it's hard for him to keep it together. And when yep. he knows, like, the points are on him, like, dude, you're the only one. <laughs> well, I mean, like, there's a bunch of times last season where it came down to his leg. Yep. <clears throat> but everything was like the momentum was there. Everybody's like, yeah, fuck yeah, you got this, bro. It's like, think of the Green Bay game. I was just thinking about that. It was a tale of two kickers yes, during it was. that game. It was Mason Crossbar and oh, Evan God, McPherson. God, it was terrible. I was like, here we go again. <laughs> Did he go into overtime, too? Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> it was that. fucking insane. It was yeah. terrible. So I, I think that's my, my thought on McPherson is I don't think he's, I, I don't think he's uh, developed enough sense of self to not need everyone to be in a good mood. Yeah. He needs that cohesive stability across the yeah. board. Like when Burrow's throwing his helmet on the ground and Bob, it feels like it affects him. Hit, yeah. I, I, also, like, whoever our backup long snapper is. Cal Adamitis or something? He's off. <laughs> he's off on a lot of, uh, a lot of them. <clears throat> she caught it on one of them. She was like, All right, well, the laces were still back. <laughs> she's like, I watch Ace Ventura. Laces out. Yeah. <laughs> Like, well, and it just seemed too like McPherson's first, the first one he missed, like he, I could tell he was not, he was not aligned right. Like he was, he was going to miss that no matter what. He he wasn't different from that left hash. Yeah. But normally, so I could see where that looks different, but even that, it, yeah, it just, it felt like he just wasn't. Yeah. It was, it it was so sloppy. It was so sloppy. And I remember like watching that kick. Where it was just like, I just watched it hook to the right. And I'm like, Louis, a second after I left his leg, I think it was the field goal. I was yeah, just like. The missed field goal. That the, was immediately obvious. I just watched it hook to the right. I'm like, Louis, before he went, I'm just like, he just missed this. Yeah. Yep. And yep. the and even his made extra point barely made it. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, 
I think he's been practicing so much on the the longer end, hoping that he gets to set a new record. So in practice, he used to practice from twenty two forty four sixty six. Okay. <clears throat> it seems like now, from what I saw in the last game, he's practicing from twenty five fifty five seventy five. Okay. His seventy five, a lot of them make it, but I think that takes a different approach, a different way of doing it from your long. Yeah. Where is it your longest? <clears throat> I think his middle game is suffering because of that. Yeah, because he wants to hit that 67-yarder to break Justin Tucker's right. record. And I think he knows he can. Because Justin he, Tucker's even said he could. Yeah. Oh, really? <clears throat> Tucker said uh, McPherson's one of the best kickers in the league right now. He's like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that guy broke my record, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, with McPherson, like McPherson <clears throat> has all the physical tools. He, he has all the physical tools to honestly be at Justin Tucker's level someday. Oh, it's just he has, a, like you said, question. he has to mature as a kicker and a person because he's practically still a kid. Yeah, he's like 15. He's like 19? 15 and a half. <clears throat> no, I remember when, uh, one of the things I read when we were roasting the Saints, one of the guys was talking about, he's like, their special teams is like a real problem. Darren Simmons and his crew are like a, yeah. <clears throat> a real issue. And they brought up, you know, like, Mike Thomas and, and uh, um, what's the other receiver who's out? Uh, Trent Irwin? No. Or that's uh, out? Yeah, he was out. Uh, uh, whatever. <clears throat> One of the other receivers, like the thir- normal third receiver before Mike Thomas, uh, Stanley Morgan. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's talking about all those guys on special teams. Like, you really have to contend with these guys. He's like, we literally watch tape on McPherson kicking. As like a way to practice and do things even better. So that was one of the things I, I tried to find a way to fit it into the Burns with the Saints game, but that's okay. I just never got it in there. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, when when other teams are addressing that, like when when the other team knows your special teams coach by name, yeah, that's a real thing. That's a real thing to be concerned with. Or, uh, and I think yeah, I think McPherson's just. He's a puppy. Yeah. Also, fun fact, uh, speaking of kids, I've actually, I think I've said this before, I've sub-taught Darren Simmons' kid. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, like, a ton. That's Like, awesome. I know his kid. That's great. He's cool as shit, actually. He's like, I have his left shoe. <laughs> no, nah, that's the right one, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Nah, that's okay. <laughs> but you were talking about the Burns. We are going to get into <coughs> the Panthers' Burns here in a second, but this is, like, yeah, I know we've said, like, this is a must. Like we've said, that, like the Jets game was a must-win game. This is literally gonna like if the I mean if the Panthers win, it's an upset. Yeah, but yeah. if the Panthers, I mean, this is a must win. If like if the Panthers win, we don't deserve the playoffs. Exactly, and it's like this is a team that's like literally sold the house. Like the Panthers beat the Bucks pretty handily. Yeah, the Bucks don't deserve a playoff spot. No. But that's that's, and if the Bengals lose, they're in the same boat as the Bucks. I feel bad. This one, a little side thing. I feel bad for Tom Brady right now because the Bucks are like, hey, come here. We're gonna do everything we can to get you to a Super Bowl, and they had everybody. They got, they had Mike Evans, they had Chris Godwin, they had they got Leonard Fournette, they and got then, Gio Bernard, and then since that point, they're like, we're gonna sell. Everybody, 
Yeah, they got rid of Alex Kappa to us. They, I mean, they lost uh, uh, what's his dick, uh, Ryan Jensen for the year. But I mean, they, if you look at how many spots changed on that roster, you're like, oh, they ain't. They didn't. I don't know if they wanted him to come back. Yeah, they were they were literally planning for life after Tom Brady because he he retired. And they're like, we expected this. We're ready to sell that, and you're back. You know, one of the funny things is, like, the trade rumors were they were going to go after the Eagles for uh, uh, their quarterback. Uh, Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts. Really? That was, like, in the trade rumor world when, when Tom Brady first said he retired. Because the Bucks were real hyped on, uh, real high on him and really wanted to try to get him. Yeah. Now look. And now it's just, like, I mean, you're, you are it, – it's, it's insane down there. And now, it, it like this has got to be the worst season of Brady's career. Yeah, for sure. By a mile, he has a piece together line, a piece together receiving core, uh, running backs who apparently don't particularly care for his version of practicing. Which is what just like show up early, stay late. Yeah, I mean that is the guy that like. The gritty motherfuckers always brag about. He's a guy that like he's the first one to show up and the last one to leave. Well, I mean, like I've always said, Tom Brady shouldn't be a guy I like. He was kind of a rich kid. Got to go to all of like the football camps throughout his life. Got to go to you know, even if he didn't make it to a good school, he would have gotten into a good school. It's kind of like it's kind of like his former teammate Jimmy Garoppolo in a way, right? So I shouldn't. But everything anyone's ever said about Brady is he shows up before everyone. He not only stays after everyone, but he offers other people, like tries to en- encourage other players to stay with him to work things he feels like he's weak at. Yep. Like and you're not going to not listen to Tom Brady. Well, I mean, back in you know his early days in New England, yeah, you might have not. But like now. I'm right, talking now. I'm, right. What I'm saying is what I like about him, the reason I like him when I shouldn't. I'm not the person who likes the rich kid with every opportunity. Yeah. <clears throat> the fact that so many players have been like, I can't believe this work ethic. I can't believe the way this guy does things. It makes me kind of you know, forgive him for being a rich kid. Yeah, because he's so, the guy. Yeah, go ahead. He's like the kid rock of football if kid rock was good. <laughs> I mean, you do watch a lot of Kid Rock. I do. But <laughs> I want Kid Rock to live to be 130 years old <laughs> as long as he keeps making videos for his fucking awful shit. <laughs> I, Dude, I'm all here for it. <clears throat> everyone I know is probably pretty over me watching Kid Rock music videos. <laughs> the guys I used to work with, for sure, real over it. Oh, yeah, fucking it was, Rami. It was brought up Rami, a lot. Rami and Thomas and shit. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, but... I shouldn't like Tom Brady for those reasons. I do. Yes. But him trying to do that same thing when the coaching or you know when all of the staff above him is like, eh, fuck it. We don't need your left tackle anymore. We don't need your fucking two best receivers anymore. We don't need your tight end. We don't need. Gronk said he would have come back and played if they just met the the the, the stupid specifics in his contract shit. Yeah. And Tampa's like, nah, bro. But, yeah, I agree. But you know who we're saying nah, bro, to this week? 
Fucking Panthers. Goddamn Panthers. You ready to get to them? Let's do this. Let's shout out to our, uh, also quick shout out to our network sports drink. They are the fucking best. Uh, we're going to have a, uh, I forget his name, but we're going to have a betting guy on uh, in a couple weeks. Because this <laughs> is, uh, I was texting uh, uh, Kill Kenny. He's, uh, I'm going to pull up the text because I'm lazy as fuck. Well, here, switch the camera over to me real quick. There you uh, go. You guys like the <laughs> Shooter McPherson shirt or the Joe Burrow Hustle shirt or the black and white uh, Ohio State? Why don't you tell them who it is? Oh, it's 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 my older brothers. Uh, they run all Hustle clothing, and they make cool athletic apparel. So yeah. I'm not wearing anything of theirs right now. I'm just wearing Hushmanzada. TJ, who's your mama? Yeah. Who, who, who's your mama? Yes. You mean TJ Hushmanzada from the Bengals. But yeah. Breezy was nice enough, to get, nice enough to get a bunch of these shirts made for me through them. So I thought they'd give it, they should at least deserve a shout out to yeah. that. Yeah, very nice. Fun as fuck. Yes. Pay us for your shout outs. And you know, they, my brothers are so nice, right? That they actually let me. I did Lloyd shirts. Because oh. they were arguing. I'm not kidding. They could have a reality show. Yeah. But I I learned how to press t-shirts because I wanted to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Uh, his name is Kill Kenny on Twitter at K-I-I capital L Kenny. Uh, follow him. He'll be on in a couple weeks. Here We're going to talk some betting. It's going to be fun as fuck. So uh, stay tuned for that. But now, Lloyd, are you ready to take down these goddamn Carolina <sighs> Panthers? Thank you, um, I feel like this is not my strongest week of burns. So I was bringing this up uh, prior to uh, the podcast with Lloyd. I'm ready for the bye week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love writing the burns. It's fun getting a couple good jokes out of there. And I got a couple I got a couple really good last-minute jokes in this week. <clears throat> I, uh, I wrote most of this today because everything I'd written before this, I was like, this is dog shit. Yeah. Like, I literally texted you yesterday and was like, I trying to get anything out of my brain today is just, like, trying to milk a turnip. It, yep, it exactly. Just, I was getting nothing. Yeah. I tried to help. <clears throat> I use my yeah. facial recognition software. Yeah. My brain. That is totally okay. Because right now, we're going to get to these goddamn Panthers. Uh, and like what I said... This is a milestone episode for me, and I kind of want you guys to guess as to why it's a milestone episode. Think of how, think like think of what why this is a milestone episode for me. It's the first episode you had an erection the whole time because there's a girl in the room. Third, um, <laughs> we're gonna. Well, I mean, Cody's been in here for a few episodes. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of in between areas. Yeah, true. <laughs> We're going to start with the mascot, Sir Purr. <clears throat> Sir Purr looks like uh, if you caught a cat out in the wild <laughs> who had had some conversation with that domestic cat, it's like what their nightmare of what a person would look like. <laughs> uh, actually, fun fact, Sir Purr, he's had like an interesting history. He, uh, <laughs> Sir Purr once fell on a live ball during a game in 1996. After having a positive effect on the uh, for the Panthers in a game, he was immediately put on the trading block. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Christian. Yeah. Uh, who was the other guy they traded? They traded someone else. Oh, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, uh, I'm gonna nut. I'm gonna find your wife, fucker, and nut in her eye. Yeah. Yeah, that was a roller coaster. We'll explain after the podcast. Okay. He's a fun okay. guy. Okay. Cool. It's, but I mean, shit show. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the owner, David Tepper. Lloyd. He looks like Dick Cheney's dick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> David Tepper. David Tepper looks like a guy on Shark Tank who only invests in the worst products and none of the other sharks want, <laughs> which is actually how he came to buy the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> I like it. I knew where it was going on. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, the president. What do you got? Christy Coleman. Uh, Christy Coleman. It looks like if, she gave, if someone gave Ann Coulter a, a few home-cooked meals laced with cocaine. <laughs> she looks like Marjorie Taylor Brown. <laughs> I had Panthers president and soon-to-be starting wide receiver Christy Coleman. <laughs> she looks like the leader of the candlelight vigil around Christian McCaffrey's locker after he was traded. Uh. I would say something sexist like Christy Coleman belongs in the kitchen, but it appears as if the Panthers already have a baker. <laughs> Don't like. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. I'm supposed to read these with confidence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the G <clears throat> Scott Fitter. He looks like if uh, Leo DiCaprio didn't book a, uh, a acting role for the next ten years and really fucking let himself go. <laughs> Panthers GM and post-divorce Tom Brady Scott Fitter. Uh, the Panthers are in such a rebuild they traded his neck away for draft picks. <laughs> and from my uncle Cy, more like Scott Unfitterer. Oh shit. <clears throat> He has the jawline of a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> I just keep seeing one of those sketch things for like someone who, like a rapist. <laughs> like, one of the, like, like we're on this. the lookout for this guy. Yeah, exactly. Blue eyes, no Blue lips. Blue-eyed rapist. That was a fucking rapist. Oh, yeah. Wow. Blue eyes, no lips, four chins. <laughs> Does he even have a chin? No. Uh, well, when he... Puts his head down. He does because it's yeah. real weird looking. Yeah. It's it's and horrifying looking. Like it's uh, it's it's arrest. Like it's an arresting look. It's your brain stops. Like what the? F how do you have no chin and four chins? It's Agreed. Like, I'm pretty sure that's how he started four chan. <laughs> Coaching. Steve Wilkes. He looks like Denzel Nebraska. <laughs> he looks. He looks. <laughs> That was really close to my my burn. He looks like lamest Winston. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like that one better. Uh, Steve Wilkes. Uh, my uncle liked this joke a lot today, and it's it's probably my dark joke of the week. <laughs> Steve Wilkes is not to be mistaken for talk show host Steve Wilkos. <laughs> but I get that people can make that mistake, you know, given his name and the fact that watching him coach is about as fun as trying to figure out who molested someone's kid. <laughs> He is also one of two people on this team that has an unacceptable amount of Steve Harvey retweets. Because <laughs> <laughs> every Steve Harvey tweet is like, God's got you. So I know people have worked with Steve Harvey, and he is, from everything I know, the most like despicable, unlikable type of cunt yeah. in the comedy world. It's like, I can't even watch anything he does without like hate. Yeah, it's just like something seems like he tries to he's like kind of like Ellen in a way where he like he tries to put off this like I'm perfect. And person. they are BFFs. Just FYI. <laughs> no, Ellen doesn't really like him. That's a pretty well known. 
Yeah, it's a they do a bunch of stuff together, but she's not. She's I not have him. no she idea. But I thought they were. Just <clears throat> I mean, they behave the same. Like, don't look me in the eyes. Blah, blah. Like, but he has rules for like even people that work in the building on shows. These like, if they directly speak to him, they can be fired. And he treats his feature comics the same way. Oh my god! Quarterback. PJ Walker. What do you got on old Paige? <clears throat> PJ Walker, once named the MVP of the XFL. Now he's a QB for the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> Way to aim for the fucking middle, PJ. <laughs> PJ Walker was a star in the XFL and is now somehow on a worse team. <laughs> <laughs> My uncle helped me rap that joke. Uh, fun fact, PJ is also the kind of outfit I wanted to put on while trying to find anything interesting about this guy. <laughs> Dude, you're not lying. I know. I Everything. went down every fucking lane I could. TMZ, Wikipedia. Nothing. Fucking, Wasn't this the helmet? Like, they just kept talking no, about? No, no, That's DJ. Okay. Oh, oh PJ. See, there you go. Yeah. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> Dude, there was nothing. No, dude, it, as far as I, as far as I can tell. He went to a high school, a college, the XFL, and now he plays for the Panthers. Riveting shit. <laughs> everything else about him is, uh, there's nothing. There's nowhere to find anything. I, I dug forever. So did I. And I'm just like, all right, we'll settle on that burn. It's <clears> just <throat> like, all right, cool. He played for Vince McMahon's league. <laughs> Let's try to make a connection there. But fucking nope, nothing. He was boring. But you know who is interesting? This fucking guy who we roasted for a long time. Yeah, I uh, I was so over roasting him, I just skipped him. <clears throat> but then at the last minute, came. <clears throat> I said it looked like the choices at his uh, the choices for his wedding service for food had to be between spaghettios and beans and weenies. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> uh, Baker Mayfield ripped the NFL's changes to the COVID protocols by saying, "Make up your damn mind." Which, coincidentally, is the same thing I tell Baker Mayfield anytime we're talking about which team to throw to. <laughs> uh, in a classic, Baker Mayfield's middle name is Reagan, which makes him the only quarterback who is named after the president he's dick he'd most like to suck. Uh, he, uh, he actually said, and I love this more, he said he's the insurance policy for the Carolina Panthers. And they went, how hard you can you try to hold on to your State Farm fucking commercials? <laughs> I mean, like so I couldn't write a good burn about it, but when I read it, I was like, <clears throat> I swear he's trying to set up like a a new thing for like the commercials, him living in the stadium. The yeah. Way. I mean, he's trying to, <clears throat> I mean, he, why is he trying to hold on to State Farm when he's got that gig with Progressive? Oh, yeah. Sorry, wrong one. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I meant. <laughs> yes, I did. I'll say <laughs> Running back. Deontay Foreman. Who looks like the T in T-Pain stands for Thomas Claggett. <laughs> uh, he looks like Pippi Sad Stockings. <laughs> uh, just shout out to our friend Thomas Claggett. They both have a big, fantastic smile. I know. And uh, Deontay Foreman... I did so I'm a, I'm a fantasy guy uh, he got me 30 points last week when I picked him up last minute so I like this guy 
He's that cool. Is, that is what I hate. That's what I hated about fantasy football when it first started. Was like, especially as a Bengals fan. You don't want and people to do well. People, well, no. Everyone's like, oh. And then all the dudes, well, I mean, so-and-so is on my fantasy team. So, you know, it's all good. That's still the case today. It's literally why I stopped playing fantasy. I don't blame you. I was, uh, I had like seven leagues the one year. <clears throat> and it came down to like me winning or losing the one that was kind of like the pushover to the playoffs. And I was like, oh, fuck. I, it was, I had a Pittsburgh receiver on my team. And I was like, oh, fuck. I need him to fucking go off. And I watched and I got excited about him making a touchdown. I went, I, fuck this. I, I don't like who this is making me. I don't want to be this. I'm I out. agree. I'm fucking done. It I, did. The last time I was on a fantasy league, Hushman Zotto was playing for the fucking Seahawks. Oh, God. Yeah. That's how long it's been. Because I was like, fuck this, man. Like, I'm, I, no, no. I'm not going to root for other teams. Also, I just end up watching the ticker across the bottom more than the game. Uh, Uh, Yeah, because, like, uh, for me, it's like I'll pay attention to the fantasy scores a lot. Yeah, I I was the same. I I would literally watch, like, that ticker rolling across the bottom and miss plays. Yeah, I agree. And it was infuriating. Like, I just didn't like what it was doing to my brain. So I was like, I'm just going to stop. I agree. I toy with it every year, and I'm like, no, I don't want to get back anywhere to where I need – a Pittsburgh receiver to have yep. 30 more yards and a touchdown. I Luckily, there are no Pittsburgh receivers worth having on your team now. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have one. Uh, a Cleveland receiver, but who should have been picked uh, up by whatever. True. But that's okay. Let's, let's get to what should be the second best name in the NFL after Young Hoku. You, I want it to be Chubba Hubba so bad, but it, it is. is Chubba Hubbard for me. <laughs> It is, I think it's pronounced Chuba Hubbard. But I don't give a shit. Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubba, Chuba Hubba, Chuba Chuba Chuba. Looking at the shape of his head and the consistency of his skin, I would have thought his name was Bubba, uh, was Hubba Bubba Bubblegum. <laughs> Mostly because I really wanted to say Hubba Bubba Bubblegum. <laughs> uh, I know that's not the best burn, but. It's just sometimes I you want a fun one. I enjoy saying hubba bubba bubble gum, which is why I'm now saying it for the hubba, third. Hubba bubba bubble gum. It is fun. I'm glad you said that because as soon as I said I was like, I swear that's like a gum. <laughs> I mean, if I was him, I would do the old mother Hubbard thing and hide in a fucking boot instead of being out in public where people can see your weird face. Dude, Chubba I'm... Hubbard sounds like what Sam Hubbard nicknames his penis. <laughs> 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 I like that one. Uh, that was literally an on-the-spot burn. I like it. Uh, oh, nice. uh, ch- this is from my Uncle Cy. Ch- Chubba Hubbard sounds like the noise a trucker makes when he squeezes his fat wife's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Chubba Hubbard! I like that I meant to say hide in the cupboard. Like old Mother Hubbard, and I said something about a boot, which is a totally different... Oh, boy, I can't wait to put that in here today nation soon whenever he makes a big play. It's like Chubba <laughs> Hubbard sounds like what Sam Hubbard nicknames his penis. Oh, you mean never? What do you mean never? Oh, never yeah, sure. He does play. look like part of his face is detached from his forehead. Right. Yeah, it I mean. looks like his helmet. I agree. Caused, it looks like his helmet has caused him serious issues throughout his life. Dude, it, I just keep seeing that scene in Men in Black when the little alien reveals himself behind, like the, in the What's face. What's that uh, thing that like pa- pastry chefs run across their dough to make the little? Oh uh, yeah, the, it's a pastry the cutter. <laughs> yeah, it looks like someone made his forehead out of fucking. Just like zoom. <laughs> phyllo, dough, phyllo dough with the pinwheel. Seriously, I'm like, was he born like that? I'm like, yeah. That's, 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 That's wild. 
wide receiver. Starting with the guy who blew the game for the Panthers last week. Right. DJ Moore was uh, <clears throat> he was penalized on a, a potential game-winning catch for taking his helmet off. Incredible catch, by the way. <laughs> it was. It wasn't for unsportsmanlike was, conduct that the refs were uh, the refs flagged him. It was just they were upset by his weird face and his wonky eye. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, DJ Moore uh, was nicknamed Sleepy by Cam Newton. He had to give up that nickname after he lost his ability to sleep after he cost his team the win last Sunday against the Falcons. <laughs> God, it was like it was a great catch, but it's just like and apparently people were saying that like it shouldn't have even been a penalty because he was off the field. Every article, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of articles that. that said that. But yes, with inside the way that that works, as long as the clock is running. That's a penalty. <laughs> it is what it is, and it gave us material. Yeah, if they had stopped the clock two seconds earlier, it wouldn't have been a penalty, but they didn't. And honestly, it's also on the Panthers kicker to make the extra point. Well, yeah, but also, it's all, don't take your fucking helmet off on yeah. the field. Yeah. But let's get to a guy who should, <laughs> who needs to leave his helmet on at all times, especially since he's kind of a bust. No, Love no. Visca Chenault. No, I mean, he should leave his helmet on or, or? try out for SNL. Because he looks exactly like Ego Nwadim <laughs> when she plays Whoopi Goldberg on SNL. And I say he also looks exactly if he's if someone swapped Martavis Bryant's weed for mushrooms. <laughs> if someone gave Martavis Bryant the advice to not get the neck tattoo. <laughs> I'm just like I just looked at him and was like instantly that that just looks spot on. Oh like yeah, Martinez those are Bryant. Yeah, the I mean the nose rings and the the opposite nostril, but other than that, yeah, you're. Yeah, uh, that's all I got on him. And next up, Terrace Marshall. And right, well, I did. Is that Terrace Marshall, or did someone leave Chuba Hubbard in the oven for a little too long? <laughs> <laughs> Why does uh, Terrence Marshall look like a rookie and? Uh, AARP recipient at the same time. Yes. He does What's his have name? wisdom behind those eyes. What's his name? <clears throat> Terrence of oh, Terrence. Yeah. Ter- Does I say Terrence? Everyone says Terrence. I, yeah. It's all right. Because we got another guy, Shy Smith. All right. This is my Alex joke of the week. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> On March 2nd, 2022, he was arrested for unlawfully carrying a handgun, drug possession, and speeding. It's not very shy of him. <laughs> he was literally charged. Zing! He was literally charged. <laughs> he was literally charged with the plot of liar liar. Look, <laughs> <laughs> handgun and speeding. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, god damn it! I'm, I have unpaid parking tickets. Go. Have fun doing the podcast with Alex the rest of the year. I'm coming. Oh, <laughs> stop it. Tommy Tremble. Uh, Tommy Tremble looks like Mary Jane from Half Baked. <laughs> yes. And I made these last two visuals, so watch the YouTube fuck faces. Yes. <laughs> Tommy Tremble looks like Latoya Jackson Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> that deserves, yeah, that's fucking great. Yeah. That's perfect. I wish I had wrote that. That's well done. Uh, my uncle Sai said this upcoming joke was also a well done joke. 
Ike Mikwanu. Ike Mikwanu was nicknamed Icky. Uh, the, he got, actually, I'm going to start this over. Nick, Ike Mikwanu was nicknamed Icky after Baker Mayfield's passer rating. <laughs> <laughs> Ike Mikwanu sounds like a brand of jacket you buy when you're going to the South Pole. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need to be dressed up and, uh, and all warm for my, with my Ike Mikwanu. <laughs> oh, do you have anything that's uh, ready for negative 60 degrees Fahrenheit? Yeah, we got this EK Kwamu line. <laughs> uh, Taylor Moton. Uh, Taylor Moton. He looks like if Akon was the featured singer in the song, I Just Had Steaks. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like if Derek Lewis, UFC heavyweight, learned how to diet. Yes. <laughs> Brady Christensen. Brady Christensen looks like if Barstool Sports Presidente Dave Portnoy had to eat an entire pizza every time someone me tooed him. <laughs> oh, shit. He looks like if Chris Seamer fucked John Holmes. Oh, local reference. Oh. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> and speaking of local reference, <laughs> Panthers Center and Kroger brand Jay Armstrong, Bradley Bozeman. <laughs> Fuck, you ruined my... On the spot burn. Uh, <laughs> he looks like Alabama is both his alma mater and his personality type. <laughs> he looks like he sold heroin to Jay Armstrong in the 90s. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great burn. I was going to say he looked like family dollar Jay Armstrong. but <laughs> Hard to Jay. And um, Austin Corbett. I can't tell if Austin Corbett was voted most likely to be a bully in his high school or least likely to be a bully in his young Republicans club. <laughs> he likes he he looks like he for sure married a girl that puts crystals in the sun. Yes. Defense. We're gonna start with Brian Burns. He looks like he was named that to make our job easier. <laughs> <laughs> On the spot, that's what we got. Uh, Brian Burns is nicknamed Spidey. A nickname he earned after his teammates saw the amount of cobwebs in his trophy case. <laughs> and Yator Gross Matos. Uh, yeah, he looks like I should not remember his name, and I'm not going to. Uh, Yator Gross Matos. Yator is a name that means encircled by family, and Matos is a word that means mates. So when you put it all together, his name is Encircled by Gross Family Mates. <laughs> it tracks. I, he looks like <clears throat> he looks like if Will Smith had never got Fresh Prince. I was thinking a Will Smith joke. I was trying I to think of a Will Smith joke as too. well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> he looks like if uh, Will Smith and Cedric the Entertainer started hanging out way earlier. He looks like if Will Smith wanted to slap Chris Pine. <laughs> he looks like... Will Smith Fishburn. <laughs> Will Smith burnt fish. Sure. Um. <coughs> so Alex kind of put me on the spot with these last few. <clears throat> He's like, oh, we're going to stop at Tremble. And then he wrote like 10 more. He looks like if Will Smith's big movie was I Am Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Looked if I, it was like uh, I am Golden Crow legend, <laughs> <laughs> and 
Shaq Thompson. Oh, boy. You said you had an on-the-spot burn? Uh, I also found this out. I was looking into Shaq Thompson a little bit. Shaq Thompson ended his baseball career and focused on football full-time. He played in the Boston Red Sox organization. And I only bring that up. I know you're not a ball with a sick guy, but hear me out on this one. Do you want to hear his stat line? I shit you not. He was 0 for 39 with 37 strikeouts. He was like he was so bad. It's it it felt I had the rest of this burn written down. Like he decided that he couldn't focus on baseball after teammates told him like, "Hey, you can use a bat. You know that, right?" <laughs> I was gonna say after his failed baseball career, the Carolina Panthers, being the worst team in football, picked him up because he also served as an after after hours locker room mop. <laughs> You know what? Uh, you know what he told uh, the Red Sox after he started 0 for 39 with 37 strikeouts. I'm gonna fly away. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. I just wanted to sing "Fly Away" by Lenny Kravitz. I was just thinking. He, he had... looks like his name is Job Marley. <laughs> I was thinking a Bob Marley joke too. I feel like that's too like. Because you said his stats for baseball, and uh, I was like, well, so Shaq, free throws. There's some. Uh, oh, yeah. 0 for 39. That's With 37 air balls. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, he just gets basketball. That's like Shaq's uh, record for free throws and movie roles. <laughs> <laughs> Kazam. And yeah, uh, hold on. Rap, rap albums. I assume that's a movie role. I don't. <laughs> He looks like Shaq was DJ D's nuts. <laughs> and on that note, we are going to move on to. He looks like the girl that Shaq fucked at Bonnaroo. <laughs> <laughs> on the spot. Yeah. yeah. But on that note, we are going to move on to. Predictions and bullshit. Because Lloyd, you know what? I think we got him pretty good. I think we did, too. Uh, predictions and bullshit. <clears throat> Again, must win game. How about not a must win game? If a, if you can't win this game, go home. Agreed. Like, if we can't win this game, just start Brandon Allen for the rest of the year. I, it, don't risk Burrow for anything. I, and it's, I mean, because, like, like, Burrow's your franchise. And, well, it's like you're literally going to be starting Brandon Allen against the Bills, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Deshaun Watson uh, Browns. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, if you can't win this game, wrap it up, pack it in. Yep. Call it a day. Um, it's just tough because, like, this is I, – I literally feel like I say this every week. Super winnable game. It's a very winnable game. They can do it. I think they have the team to do it. Um, they they beat the Falcons, who barely squeaked by the Panthers. Uh, yeah, I, if we don't have the team to do this, then you like don't said, have the team to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, there's no point in even trying for a playoff spot at all. Like there's no there's no uh, 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 gas left in the tank for the rest of the season. You're out. And even if you do make the playoffs, it's like if you lose to the Panthers but still make the playoffs, it's like it screams one and done. Yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, I beat up the kid on the short bus. I'm the toughest guy in the school. No, you're not. You're not. Which explains why I had the bruise in my face. 
actually never rode the short bus. I was pretty. I was pretty. I was pretty proud of that. I didn't either, but I don't, it's only because I grew up in an area where there was only one bus for the entire <laughs> school, and it just happened to be a short bus. I lived forty. No, it wasn't. But I lived forty-one minutes away from my school. Ugh. But that's all right. So we uh, we do going to make our predictions here. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to make it a close game. I'm going to say Bengals 211, Panthers 206. My player of the game is going to be Mike Thomas, who has 20 receptions for 500 yards, seven touchdowns, six high fives. (laughs) My bold prediction the last high five is such perfect contact that it breaks the space-time continuum and causes the world to end as we know it. Hey, man, I'm, I'm down. I was going to say, you act like that's a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm on bring yeah. it on. Uh, all right. Do you want to do predictions? Uh, I don't know all the stats and stuff like you guys do. You don't have to. This is, he just said 200 and something. Have you ever seen a football game with 200? Yeah, I know. God, those stats hurt, though, on Monday. I mean, did you see uh, Did you see uh, Georgia Tech play the game like 100 years no, ago? she didn't. I'm talking to you, Lloyd. Okay. Dipshit. It was like, I forget who they were playing. Someone smells spicy. Their, uh, <laughs> the final score was 222 to nothing. Uh, I have heard that that was a thing. I've never actually looked it up to see if it was. There's a great YouTube video in it off the side. Hold on. Where is the... Is the game here? It's a home game. Okay. Because I do... I do feel like our crowd gets our dudes going a pretty fair amount. Yeah. So, as long as our, our fans are still like... Come on, dude. Tickets for the game are still three hundred dollars plus. Oh, and there I, and you I go. sold mine for a hundred bucks, which uh, Yeah, see I just wanted to get it off my hands. Gotcha. I mean, it's it's all good. Okay. I've What's I've your prediction for the game? I'm I'm just gonna say we're gonna win. Let's all right. we're gonna win. That's I, don't, I don't wanna guess anything else. <laughs> we're just gonna win. Lloydy Lloyd. All right. Uh my predictions for the game are uh Bengals seventy six. Okay. Panthers, 18. Oh, okay. I like that. Uh, star of the game will be Drew Sample. Love it. unexpectedly comes back from injury. I love to hear <clears> it. To fill in the WR1 spot. Oh. Not even playing as a tight end. Oh, just going to uh, be a wide receiver one? Yep. Dude, I'm here for it. My bold prediction of the game. Bold prediction. Is Jerry Springer suits up. Dude, you're on to something. Has six touchdowns. <laughs> I love that. Dude, I think that's very feasible. I think it's bound to happen. Um, yeah, eventually that's what's going to happen. Dude, listen. Jerry Springer. Jerry Rice. It's right there. It's just a few letters apart. Yes. And one bounce check apart, I believe. Well, I mean, it was like six of them. But yeah, the one that really caused the problem <laughs> was was notable. Yes. <laughs> but hey, Deshaun's getting to play again in this, this season. So Jerry, should he should be fine. Finalmente. Plugs, Lloyd. Uh, check out the bastard sermon. As always, um, every episode comes out uh, Saturday for the Patreon, Sunday for uh, you normie fucking nobodies that won't pay five dollars to hear my shit. Yep. 
Uh, we have a lot of uh, great guests in the past few weeks and a lot coming up. Uh, Mr. Zach Wyckoff is on Love this Tuesday. him dearly. So you're going to get to hear his, uh, his Christian defense against my uh, nonsense. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, he's offered to pray for me for the next episode. So Good. I, I have no doubt it will be great. I'm so excited. Um, check out Empire Citizens, uh, a street artist who's uh, he was just on the last episode of the podcast. Makes a lot of cool shit. That uh, proud parent of a school shooting survivor. It was like it's terrible, but it's awesome. <laughs> I kind of want to get that Nike, for my car. Yeah, right. it's and it's also great. the survivor logo. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, he's so good. And uh, Danny Gamble, who does like uh, Dude, he wild rules. styles, blah blah blah. Also, check out uh, Go Bananas Comedy Club. Who was there this weekend? Uh, Eddie Gosling. Eddie Gosling. Head who, fucking writer for Tosh.0. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He's a hilarious dude. Uh, He's Mikey's favorite comic. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the feature name. Sarah something. Hamilton. Something like that. Oh, uh, from Indy? Sarah Huntington. Huntington. She rules. Yeah, she's, uh, she's featuring. She crushed. And uh, our uh, Spencer... Demolke. Yeah, he was the uh, he was the the host. <clears throat> it was a great show to watch. Had a lot of fun tonight watching before we did this. So uh, check that out. We also got Kevin Bozeman by the end of the month, who's one of my favorite comics as Dude. far as like watching someone just destroy a room and so calm, cool, and collected. Dude, I've seen that dude turn crowds who hated him into crowds that love him. The like I always say, Chad is the master at that. And Kevin is his absolute understudy for that. They're, yes. They're, they're really, really good friends. They're, <clears throat> if you don't know who Kevin Bozeman is, check him out. Please come out to Go Bananas, see him. Also, somebody has a comedy uh, night that they're doing, so I'm going to pass it off and you can. I do. November 16th, Wednesday, I am hosting my very first comedy show. Congratulations, Breeze. Thank you. I am on the show. Yes. Ah. Guess what? Big-handed autistic weirdo is on the show. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to be doing a spot. Yeah. And uh, it's the Nightmare of Comedy Showcase. Oh, I like it. I like that. It's like I collab with someone. Who I happen to never mind. Oh, Go that's ahead. okay. That's all right. Um, I got some plugs. It'll be I some. Bet f- you do. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you gonna be this week? I'm gonna be at the Laugh Factory in Chicago tomorrow, Friday. One of the best clubs in the country, dude. I'm so stoked. It's like that is it's awesome, dude. It is. Uh, it's at 11:30 at night. I've heard uh, they don't police the show that much, which I'm pretty sure is how I got in the show to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> um. I have a bunch of plugs. Uh, November 6th, I'll be at uh, the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago. Uh, oh, November 7th, I'll be at Butch McGuire's in Chicago. VA Bennett, former host of the pod, is going to be hosting yeah. the show. Morgan, love me some VA. I'm I was just him talking him to him. That I know. Uh, November 16th, I'll be at Chameleon with old friend Breezy Lee. Yes. Uh, 7 o'clock, by the way, and it's free. November 23rd, I'll be at Go Bananas. Come to the uh, show. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be doing a, a little run in Michigan here at the end of the month. Uh, November 28th, I'll be at the Weekly Crunch at Crunchy's Bar in East Lansing. Fuck yeah. I've heard that's a fun room. And I've heard it's fun too. Have you ever been there? Or? I haven't. Okay. Uh, there's mo- mo- more than one comic has mentioned it as a fun place. Oh, it's good to hear. 
And then uh, November 29th, my last plug um, is um, I'm going to be at the Comedy Experiment. It's uh, it's at the Dexter Beer Grotto in uh, Dexter, Michigan. It's a show called The Comedy Experiment. I've done it before. It's fun as fuck. I'm really excited to do it again. Also, I'm going to plug a UD thing that happened today because I'm still friends with people at UD. This only happened today. You and like four other people. Fuck. Have fun. (laughs) So... I was watching Instagram stories recently, <laughs> and there's a girl, Diana, who, has to, who I used to know from UD. She fucking rules. She's not going to be on the podcast. Um, I feel like we've run that joke into the ground, but we have. Oh, for sure. But <clears throat> <laughs> so I bring her up because, like, she made, like, a killer play. She, like, it was a corner kick. She plays for the soccer team. It was a right, yeah, girl. You got you to make that make sense on the football podcast. <laughs> So someone made a corner kick. I'm like, this chick someone, is huge. <laughs> let me get to it. Uh, someone makes a corner kick. Someone hits it with their head, like tw- probably like 15, 20 feet in the air. It's just lobbed. The girl kicks it out of the air into the corner of the goal from probably like 15, 20 yards. It was, I mean, it was probably longer than that. I'm not sure what distances are. She kicked it from like the corner of the penalty was box to the other corner. bigger or smaller than your hands? About the same size. <laughs> right, so about 15 yards. Okay. Yeah. And I'm watching Instagram stories, and I was like, that looks like a number seven from SportsCenter. <clears throat> a girl I knew from UD was literally on the SportsCenter top ten today. Hell yes. And it was fucking awesome. That is great. So, shout out to Diana Benigno. She's cool as shit. Yes. Yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, that happened today. Um, go to Go Bananas. Check out Eddie Gosling. Listen to the Bastard Sermon. Check out Empire Citizens on Instagram. Okay. And, uh, Danny Gamble. Yes. Uh, Wild Styles. Uh, Wild Style Design. Or maybe. It, uh, fuck. Wild <clears throat> Styles Signs. Yes. Wild Style Signs. I was trying to look yeah. for one of the stickers around here and I couldn't uh, find it. <laughs> but, yeah. Check all those guys out. Also, uh, friend of the pod, Gabe Kia, was on the last episode of uh, Bastard Sermon. He. Uh, he had a lot of fun on the first one. Yeah. And we may have gotten him a little too drunk on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> and by this, I mean, I was watching him keep up with me shot for shot. Oh. That's dangerous. And in between the regular episode and the Patreon, I went, hey, man, don't do this. <laughs> yeah, I literally was like, hey, don't keep taking a shot every time I keep taking a shot. Yep. But he did. And it was a lot of fun. But, dude, we're happy to dude, check it out. Check out Breezy's show. But all that being said, Lloyd, Alex, Breezy, Breezy, boys, I forgot something. Oh, shit. I forgot something. Addendums. My milestone. Oh, yes, your milestone. What do you think my milestone is? Your mom stopped calling you my little boy. Okay, so I have two milestones. (laughs) What do you think it is? If you had to guess. You finally maintain an erection for more than 31 minutes. I was going to say he was 33. Oh, so look at the So look at the screen here. See how it says Carolina Panthers. It does. How does, how do you think that could play into a milestone? I think you're asking someone to shoot a fucking mosquito at 400 yards. First first game. First game. All right. So here it is with this episode. I now have roasted every team in the NFL. Oh, there you go. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and look and see how many more I got to do. Yeah. Uh, only like a couple off. I have a crazy Carolina Panther story. Go for it. I actually was visiting people I knew 
in South Carolina. And she dressed up like a panther. And they had season tickets. Oh! in the locker room. But here's what's crazy. It was the same week that Chris Henry died. Oh, wow. And he was close to where we were down there. And I had, it was during wintertime, so I had my Bengals coat, right? And so I come walking into the stadium, and it was Panthers against the Vikings. And I come in full Bengals apparel, and I had put R.I.P. Henry on the back of my Bengals coat. And like, because... <laughs> And so many people were like, "Go Bengals, who day?" Like, and it was it was wild. I was just like, "Yes, yes," but it was a fun time. It was game. a fun time. <laughs> God died. Yeah, it was I fun. know. It was great. It was fun. Yeah, it was the the experience, but it was you know. I start. I remember where I was. Memorable. But all that being said, we got our plugs out of the way. You got you got to tell your fun Chris Henry story. Thank yeah, you, Breezy. Fun. Thank you for coming on. And thank hey, you for roasting. Thanks for having it's me. It's late as fuck at night, and I got to edit this, and I got to be up at fucking eight in the morning. Oh, Jesus. <clears throat> but all that being said, Lloyd. Alex. Breezy. Alex. I think Lloyd. we only have one thing left to say. Fuck, fuck you, you, Carolina, Carolina Panthers. Panthers. We, we like the, the Bengals. Wow, man. Fuck you. We like the Bengals.